good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Thanks for being in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? Uh, let me ask another question. How is your theology today? How is it? How are your thoughts when it comes to knowing God and knowing His Word? Do you feel like you have a good grasp on that? Well, today I'm going to do something I haven't done in a while, actually, and today is going to be called Theology Thursday once again, and I am actually going to use today's podcast as a springboard to jump off into a topic that I think probably needs to be done from time to time just to help us keep our thinking right regarding who we are as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, theologically and, and in other ways as well. Uh, many of you, perhaps, that listen to this podcast understand that I I uh, pastor a Baptist church, and I am so grateful that God has given me that opportunity to be able to preach and teach the scriptures. And one of the questions that I get from time to time is why I'm a Baptist. And I want to just, before I jump into that, help everybody to understand, first of all, in the hierarchy of who I am, I am, number one, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's most important. I am a Christian, uh, an authentic Christian that believes in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. And I don't want anybody to be confused or get the idea that I'm going to be teaching, since I'm going to be teaching on Baptist distinctives or distinctions that are true about Baptists, uh, into thinking that those are the only people that are going to be in heaven. Uh, we're not going to go down that road because that's not true. Now, the fact is that there will be different stripes of believers that will be there. And I just happen to be, number one, a disciple of Christ, but number two, who serves the Lord to the best of my ability and what I know about the Scripture uh, seems to fall within the camp of those that call themselves Baptists. The word Baptist was not always uh, a word that you wanted to be identified by. Uh, really, it became it became uh, in the 15, 16, and 1600s, it was almost a derisive term by those that were in the Church of England, uh, those nonconformists that pulled from the Church of England. And they believed in baptism by immersion. Uh, and that went all the way through to America when you had a man who perhaps you're familiar with named Roger Williams. Roger Williams was in the city of Boston when it first began. And he began to take on Baptist distinctives in his teaching and his beliefs. And so uh, the Puritans of Boston kicked him out. And so Roger Williams left Boston and he said, fine, I'll start my own city. And so he went and established Providence, Rhode Island. And that's where that town came from. And so he felt that in God's providence, that was what he was directing him to do. And he went there. Now, that's going down a rabbit trail, but I thought that was interesting to let you know. Baptist distinctives. Um, we're going to be talking about this and it's a lot to take on. There's no way you could do it just in one podcast. So we're going to take a, take a, a bite at a time and work our way through this. I talk with people quite often who call me on the phone or sometimes I get random contacts from people via email and they often are asking about a church or asking about our church or some other church. People often choose a church that's based on appearance of the building. Sometimes they go by and they say, well, that looks like a good place to go to church, uh, which incidentally, 
Uh, we would like to think that people don't pick ch uh, churches based on that, but the reality is sometimes they do. Sometimes people pick a church based on the friendliness of the people. Uh, they didn't get the cold shoulder when they visited one time, and so maybe that appeals to them. Maybe some people pick a church based on the programs that are offered in that church. Um, and, and, and those things are not unimportant. Those things certainly should be a consideration to any, any church. But I think first and foremost, the church that you ever choose ought to have something that's way, way more important and surpasses all of those things that people, uh, the criteria that people have in choosing a church. And that ought to be that whatever church that you go to needs to conform and hold to the fundamental teaching of the Christian faith, the Word of God. Uh, they ought to hold to the inspiration and authority of the Bible. They ought to hold to the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, uh, His eternal deity, His substitutionary death on the cross, uh, His bodily resurrection from the grave, and a literal return where he plans to come back one day. And now, there are Bible-teaching churches of all varieties that hold those kinds of primary beliefs as essential parts of what they believe, essential parts of their creed or their truth. And so it's not limited to just Baptists. Certainly, any legitimate church is going to hold at very least to those fundamental truths. But we know that there are things that lie beyond those kinds of essentials, beyond those fundamentals. There are specific teachings that really does set one church apart from others. And Baptists are no different. They are distinguished from other Christian groups by specific biblical teachings and theology. And this has, in my ministry, which is relatively brief, 35 years or so, 35 plus years, I have noticed that there is a trend in contemporary Christianity today that doesn't want to be too dogmatic. We want to be a little bit more watered down. We, won't, we don't want to be specific about doctrines that we will hold. And so they, they, they uh, do away with defining terminology about what their church is. And they'll just call it by some strange name. Uh, I read one the other day, H2O Church, or Elevation Church, or, you know, uh, uh, Next Level, or something of that nature, and it doesn't really identify anything much about that. Matter of fact, a lot of times, those churches that don't delineate uh, sound Bible doctrine or teaching or have that kind of purpose, uh, many of them are, are very charismatic, and they would be shallow in their doctrine. And so I want to help us to understand that uh, there are distinctives, and they are not bad. They are there for a reason. We have a creed. We have a belief that is rooted in the Scriptures and therefore is vital for us to pay attention to. As church history has unfolded since the time of Christ, believing people have always felt the need uh, those that are real serious about their faith and walk with Jesus Christ, believing people have always understood that there was a need to more precisely define what the Scripture teaches regarding important doctrines. 
It would be nice if we could just live by the Nicene Creed, uh, that, that everybody is going to conform to that. But the problem with that is uh, that it leaves wiggle room for people to adopt false doctrines or else doctrines that are very questionable at the very least. And there is a need for precision when it comes to theology and what we believe and what we understand the Bible to teach. Uh, and so those kinds of distinctions, distinctives are necessary. Uh, my church is Heritage Baptist Church. We are Baptists for a reason. Again, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is we're disciples of Christ. Uh, we happen to labor in the Baptist campground. That's where we are. And we try to bring people to an understanding of the scriptures themselves. So these Baptist distinctives is what I want to discuss in the next few broadcasts. If you have any questions about it, please don't hesitate to email me at pastornason at gmail.com. Be happy to address any questions that you have. So the name Baptist, where does it come from? Uh, And by the way, before you answer John the Baptist, know that that's not the case. John the Baptist was not the inventor of of the Baptist uh, denomination of any... And by the way, let me also add to that, just because a church has the, the name Baptist on it does not mean that they hold the distinctives... Uh, very strongly. There are Baptist churches all around where I pastor who only do so because of a historical purpose. That in their name, it's been called that for 200 years, so they've just kept the name. But if you were to ask sometimes even the pastor or anybody in that church, what does it mean to be a Baptist? They really couldn't tell you because they don't have it. There are even Baptist churches around me that don't even preach the gospel that I preach. And so you got to be careful. You don't always know when you walk into a Baptist church what you're going to get until you go in and hear what's done from the pulpit. And uh, that does make a difference. But where does Baptist come from? I mentioned briefly that in the 15 and 1600s, there there were groups of uh, men that uh, came out of that Reformation, the English Reformation, and held to many of these doctrines that I'm going to teach you. And uh, as a result of that, it came into America as well. Uh, and that's not to say that before 1500, there weren't people that didn't hold to these truths. They did. They were there. They may not have been specifically identified as such, but there were people that held to many of these doctrines that is suggested by the word Baptist. Now, uh, the word, the, the, the word, it's gonna, it's easy. I want to use a teaching tool. Let me put it this way. I want to use a teaching tool to help you to understand what uh, most Bible-believing, uh, Christ-honoring Baptist churches will hold to. This is not original with me. It's actually an acronym uh, that takes each letter of the word Baptist and assigns uh, a distinctive to it to help you better understand what we are. Uh, who invented these Baptist distinctives in this acronym? Uh, the the teaching had became very popular, particularly back in, in the 1960s. It was developed as near as I can tell by a man named Dwayne Brown, who was the pastor of Pine Valley Baptist Church in Pine Valley, New York. And he was a graduate of Bi- uh, Baptist Bible Seminary, where he studied theology. And he prepared this for his ministry in Sunday school in order to better teach exactly who they are and their distinctives that historically all Baptists have held to. 
he left Pine Valley Baptist Church. He went and completed his Ph.D. at Bob Jones University. He graduated in 1965, and he wrote extensively for regular Baptist press, and this particular acronym was taught even then. Well, we're going to jump into that next time. I want to encourage you to uh, get right in in the next podcast, and we're going to hopefully uh, give a better understanding of what it means to be a Bible-believing Baptist. That, uh, And you may be a Presbyterian. You may be a Methodist. You may, whatever you might be. Um, this will just help educate you a little bit and so that you know where I'm coming from as uh, the podcast progresses. God bless you today. Remember, it's not your denomination. It's your deity. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that's most important. And I want to cause you to turn, to cause, to turn your attention towards Him and walk with Him and serve Him with all your heart. God bless you. We'll see you in the next podcast.